speak to you from the subject. God has given you the green light. Grab your ox gold. God has given you the green light. Grab your ox gold. In 1963, MIT meteorologist Edward Lorenz presented a hypothesis to the New York Academy of Science. Lorenz theorized that a minor event like the flapping of a butterfly's wing in Brazil could uh, conceivably alter wind currents sufficiently to cause a tornado in Texas. His theory grew wings in the academy community, in the academic community, and became known as the to the general public as the butterfly effect. The genesis of the theory was a prototype computer program that Lorenz designed to stimulate, uh, to simulate and forecast weather systems. On the day of his accidental discovery, Lorenz had to hurry out of his office for a meeting. Instead of entering .506127, the number he had to use in earlier trials, he rounded to the nearest thousands. .506, Lorenz figured that a change of one one-thousandth of one percent would be inconsequential. He figured wrong. When he returned to the lab later that day, he found a radical difference in simulated weather conditions. According to Lorenz, the numerical difference between the original number and the rounded number was the equivalent of a puff of wind. But the net difference was the equivalent of a catastrophic weather event. Lorenz came to a simple yet profound conclusion. Minuscule changes in input can make a microscopic or a big difference in output. It's true in science, it's true in life. And the simple discovery, and that simple discovery has the power to change your life. It can radically alter your spiritual, emotional, relational, or financial forecast. It can change the atmospheres of your organization or marriage. One decision, one idea, one risk, one change, that's all it takes. You don't have to make 100 changes. All that does is divide your energy by 100 and results in a 1% chance of success. You have to be 100% committed to one change. It will take an all-out effort and it will probably be the hardest thing you've ever done, but that one change has the potential to make 100% difference in your life. One sentence, it says, and after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox gold, and he had also delivered Israel. One sentence, that's all the press Shamgar gets in Scripture. But this one byline tells me everything I need to know about him. One daring decision and uh, one daring decision and one form implement result in different in the deliverance for the entire nation of Israel. This one risk turned 15 minutes of fame into a model of courage that still inspires three millennial later. Israel was in a state of spiritual anarchy and political tyranny. They did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord, and the punishment was enslavement to the Philistines, who ruled by fear and intimidation. But one man refused to be ruled by unrighteousness. He decided to disrupt the status quo, and he did it with an ox goal. 
next to David, Shamgar has to rank as one of history's most improbable heroes. One just like and just like the shepherd turned king, this farmer turned warrior transformed a tool of his trade into a weapon of war. I don't think David had any idea when he was tending the sheep that God would use his skill with the sling to catapult him into national limelight. And I don't think Shamgar had a clue while he was driving oxen and God, that God would use his ox gold into the instrument of Israel's deliverance. Shamgar had no army. No, 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 no alliance and no artillery. All he had was an ox gold. An ox gold is a long stick used by a farmer to prod his animals. But he did not let what he could not do keep him from doing what he could do. Let me say it one more time. But he did not let what he could not do keep him from doing what he could do. After all, God plus one equals a majority. And if God is for you, who can be against you? So Shamgar grabbed his ox gold and charged the enemy armies. And he took, he looked foolish. He looked as foolish as David did as he charged Goliath with a sling. The enemy chuckled at his makeshift weaponry until he started wielding it. Then the look in his eyes struck fear in their hearts. Courage doesn't wait until situational factors turn in in one's favor. It doesn't wait until a plan is perfectly formed. It doesn't wait until the tide of popular opinion is turned. It, it courage only waits on one thing, a green light from God. And when God gives the go, it's full steam ahead, no questions asked. If, in God's kingdom, it's about using whatever ox gold God has given you to make a difference. See, it's an all-out assault on the kingdom of darkness by being the salt and light. It's not about pointing out problems but being part of a solution. It's not just about knowing Jesus. It's about being his hands and feet. In God's kingdom, calling trumps credentials every time. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And the litmus test isn't experience or expertise. It's availability and teachability. Oh, see, you don't have to know everything. All you got to do is be able to listen. Have you ever met somebody that know everything all the time? They know every answer to every question, even when they give you the wrong answer. See, if you're willing to go when God gives you the green light, he will take you to inaccessible places to do impossible things. See, see, Isaiah 6, 8 says, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said, I hear am I, send me. Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Samuel, David, Isaiah, they all have one thing in common. They all said, here am I. Isn't it ironic that we spend so much time and energy trying to figure out how to get where God wants us to go when all we have to do is simply say, here am I. It's God's job to get us where he wants us to go. Our job is to make ourselves available anytime, any place. Like a doctor on call or a police officer on duty or a firefighter on shift. It's our readiness to respond that God is looking for. Sometimes it's simply building a relationship with your neighbor. Sometimes it's a calling to move halfway around the world. But it always starts with, three word, with a three-word prayer, here am I. 
That's what Moses said to the burning bush. That's what Caleb said when he finally stepped foot in the promised land. That's what Isaiah said when King Uzziah died. Are you willing to do something a little crazy? Shamgar may have been the least qualified person to deliver Israel. See, you worried about your education. Come on, somebody. You, you worried about your credentials. You, you worried about your race. You, you worried about your gender. You, you worried about who you know. You worried about your political connections. But, 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 but Shamgar didn't worry about all that. Oh, he, he, he didn't worry. Shamgar was the least qualified. For starters, he was he wasn't even probably not even an Israelite. If you if you research his name, it's 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 Hurrian in, in origin. He he could have rationalized in action in a dozen different ways. He could have said, I don't have a weapon. I ain't got the right weapon. I, I, I can't do this by myself. These aren't even my people. Uh, if we look for an excuse, we can always find one. If we don't, we won't. Come on, somebody. You'll get what you're looking for. When, when, when it comes to excuses, we are infinitely creative. When, what if we channel that creativity into finding solutions instead of finding excuses? If we did, we'd be an instrument of deliverance just like Shamgar. See, when God stirs our spirit or breaks our hearts, we cannot sit back. We have to step up and step in. We've got to go all in by going all out. But if we have the courage to make the choice or take the risk, it will become the defining moment in our lives. See, see, see you never know what relationship, what skill, what experience or attribute God it will use to bring about eternal purposes. See, he used a beauty pattern to strategically position Esther as the queen of Persia to stop the genocide of the Jews. You do know they just wanted to get her all dolled up and put the perfume on. That's what it was. It wasn't nothing but a beauty pageant, but it put her in the right place to do the right thing. He used Nehemiah's diligence as a cupbearer to position him for a royal favor that would parlay into rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. He just bringing the king something to drink. Y'all yeah, don't hear me. See, see, you all despise humble beginnings sometimes, so I'm trying to walk down the street and let you know it doesn't matter that you're in the shadows right now. God will bring you out of the shadows into the light when he's ready to take you where he wants you to go. Oh, he used David's musical ability to open the palace door and give him access to the king of Israel. He used Joseph's imprisonment and his ability to interpret dreams to save two nations. He, and he used the zeal of a mass murderer named Saul to spread the gospel via three missionary journeys while writing half of the New Testament over two-thirds two of the New Testament from a jail cell. If God used them, he can use you, and he wants to use you. In fact, he's cultivating talent within you that will serve kingdom purposes in a way that you are totally unaware of right now. Oh, come on, somebody. I never knew I'd use my comedy to bring people to church, especially the comedy I used to do. Y'all don't, don't hear me. I'll let you walk down the street with that. I, I, I never knew that. But, but, but God can use whatever it is that he has cultivated in you for the kingdom. 
Oh, I'm not, I'm not held hostage anymore. See, if I got to do a funeral the next time and do a comedy show and do Juneteenth, I ain't preaching the next morning. You know why? Because I'm not here to preach. I'm here to build kingdom. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm here to bring kingdom. And so many people will say, oh, you ain't do your main job. You didn't preach today. You did all that other stuff and didn't bring a word. But it doesn't matter if I bring a word or not as long as I'm influencing the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's not about getting up here preaching every morning. I was, oh man, I terribly get eight o'clock a free CD. I was tired. <laughs> no, them jokes was mad they came to church this morning. <laughs> felt bad. Somebody drove a whole hour up here to come see you. I felt so bad. Him and Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, help me. Because we hold ourselves hostage to the traditions of men. This man used an ox gold to kill 600 folk. An ox gold to go at military trained soldiers. A stick with a pointy end, not a sword, not a bow and arrow, not a gun. I know they ain't have it, but I didn't say something. An ox go. What is it in you that you are not using that God wants to ignite in you to bring somebody to Christ? Yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear me. I, 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 yeah, y'all don't hear me. But we hold ourselves hostage, and I held myself hostage. I should have never preached at eight o'clock. Should have been you. But I was held hostage by the tradition of the church that the pastor was always preached. Oh, pastor didn't preach today. Oh, he did. Oh, no, he did all that other stuff. Doing the old comedy show and doing all that. And then he come preach in the morning. Ain't that his main job? Got time to do everything else. He ain't even preach. Stop letting folk hold you hostage. Keeping you in the box that they in. I don't want to be in a box. I don't want to be in a box. I refuse to put myself in a box anymore. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. You're here to bring kingdom. Not sermons. Kingdom. Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Kingdom. Had folk from the street out here. Had comedy show in-house. Some folk went to church, some folk didn't. Some folks said they might come to church because they came to a comedy show. It's bait. Oh, y'all don't hear me? It's bait. It's all about the kingdom. It's not about tradition. It's not about me putting a suit on and a tie on every Sunday to make sure you know I'm really a preacher. If the anointing was in my tie. If the anointing was in the road, we still be in the Old Testament. Oh, y'all still stuck in the building. Oh, oh no, you can't have church. COVID-19 broke that up, nigga, because y'all was scared you was outside. Come on, somebody. You, 
You learn how to worship somewhere else besides inside the building, now, didn't you? you? Some of us still outside, but we ain't, we ain't coming inside there, but we still worshiping God. Some of us at home on our computer with hair rollers in our hair saying we know we can worship God wherever we are because we are the church. God has finally got it in your mind that it doesn't matter what it is. You, oh, y'all don't hear me. You are the church. God use these folk, he can use you. It may be your God-given athletic abilities or musical proclivity that God uses to give you a platform to give him praise. It may be your creative genius. It may be your secrecies, or it could just be your good old-fashioned work ethic. No matter what it is, it's a gift from God that it that can be used for God. See, do the best you can with what you have where you are. Uh, see, 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 you, you want to be like everybody else. Do what you can do with what you got. Oh, see, that's my definition of success. It's not based on circumstances. It's not based on wealth or power or platform. And it's not based on past experience or future potential. It's stewarding every opportunity in every way, every day, every second of time, every ounce of talent, every penny of money. Success is curated by being a good steward of all of your time, talent, and treasure. It doesn't matter whether you are a journalist, a teacher, an entrepreneur, an artist, a politician, or a lawyer. What matters is what you are using, uh, is what you are using. Just grab your arts gold. Your arts gold is whatever it is you can use. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. That you can use. I can't use my voice. I can't sing. That's Derek and Peaches and all them jokers' job. Ain't mine. Mm-mm. They started singing, I had the mic on, I started humming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do what it is, whatever it is God has gifted you with. That's your ox gold. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear me. You don't need to change jobs. You don't need to change circumstances. Only thing you need to change is you. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. I'm not sure what went through Shamgar's mind when he picked up his ox gold and picked a fight with the enemy, but I think he made a decision that if he was going to go down, he was going to go down fighting. And that's the key to deliverance. Whether it's from the Philistines, pride, gossip, or whatever, you've got to go on the offensive. You've got to pick a fight. The problem with the church is we always on the defense, always worrying about folk, always worrying about this. No, the Bible says we're supposed to kick in the gates of hell, kick in the gates of the school, kick in the gates of politics, kick in the gates of law, kick in the gates of the hospital, kick in the gates of the community, kick in the gates of the government, kick in whatever you need to do to influence God's kingdom into the world. Oh. Pick a fight. You got to plan an invasion. There comes a point where you say enough is enough. You got to get to the point, remember Papa, he says, that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. We know if we continue down the same road, we'll we are on because it's a dead end relationally, physically, or spiritually. It may not kill us, 
but it will eat us alive. We know we cannot keep doing what we've always done, not if we want to leave a legacy worth living up to. See, the good news is this. You are only one decision away from a, to from, from a totally different life. One risk can revolutionize, rev revolutionize your life. One change can change everything. If you start small and consistent, anything is possible. A 1% change in your life, given enough time, can make a 99% difference in your life. But you cannot leave change to chance. You've got to grab your ox gold and go for it. Cut up that credit card. Register for a marathon, apply to school, take a mission trip. When it comes to going after goals, the greatest adversary is inertia. You know, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object standing still is going to stay there. And the first step is always the longest and hardest. We have a tendency to do what we have always done. Unless we commit to a new action, we'll maintain, we'll maintain our current rhythms and routines. Good intentions are not good enough. You need to make the call or make the move. You need to set the deadline or set the appointment. If Shamgar had focused on the fact that he was going to go up against 600 Philistines, I bet he would have given up before he started. See, the enemy often tries to discourage us by overwhelming us. We need to counterpunch by breaking down our goals into smaller steps. Be like Alcoholic Anonymous and say, I don't know if I can conquer alcoholism for the rest of my life, but I know I can win today. Don't worry about the next day or the next year or the next week. Live one day at a time. Can you resist temptation for 24 hours? Can you win the battle for one day? I know you can. So do you and so does the enemy. That's the whole problem. The enemy is fighting you harder than you believe. The enemy is not fighting you for where you are. The enemy is fighting you for where you're going. He already know you're about to be an entrepreneur. He already know you're about to start your own business. He already know you're about to be delivered. He was right there when you was made in the beginning of time. He knows your strength and your weaknesses. The problem is everybody knows you're about to go to the next level but you. Your enemies fight you more because they saw a shift in you. They see, they see the world shifting and they know you're about to go somewhere and they're trying to hold you back. That's why they're attacking you. That's why they're lying on you at your job. That's why they're trying to keep you from the promotion, because they see where you're going. The problem is you need to open your eyes. I know you can do it. It's in your DNA. You are more than a conqueror. Do you know that? Do you know 500 million sperm were released at the same time you were? Do you know you didn't worry about were you going to make it there first or not? You just kept on swimming. Come on, somebody. If you ran into the wrong, you just kept on swimming. You don't remember this. I'm sure you don't. If you do, you got a great memory. Come on, somebody. But you were the first one to make it out of 500 million other people that could have made it into this world. So I already know you was already, before you was born, you was a conqueror. Before you was in your mother's womb, he had already called you to be what he called you to be. You better grab your ox gold and stop trying to be like everybody else. Ooh. You made it. You kept focused. You kept on swimming. 
Stop worrying about focusing on stuff that you can't control, the outcome. You can't never control the outcome. You only can keep pressing. What if I fall back into my bad habit? What if I don't get my dream job? Stop worrying about results. If it's the right thing, the results are God's responsibility. See, that's what God had to teach me this morning. I sat down and I was trying to make this and I was trying to make everything and craft everything to Father's Day because it was Father's Day and tried to force the sermon the way I felt like it should go because I didn't know what he was going to do. But it's not up to me to make the results. It's his job to get the results. If he put it together, I just need to get up here and deliver it the way he gave me and stop trying to put it together the way I want to do it. No, God, let me put this right here because it's Father's Day and I got to make sure I talk to the men I'm a man every day. If they don't get it by now, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If I'm, if you're not following me like I follow Christ, I done already failed you anyway. So I don't need to come tell and make this because it's Father's Day. God said do it like this, and here I go. No, God, let me do it like this. And that's what we do every day. Set up in here. Epic fail. I was sitting in the funeral yesterday. I, I, I couldn't I ain't have time to do some of my jokes. I'm in the funeral. God just downloading jokes, telling me what I need to do. Change the order of the show and everything. Had to get with the DJ, switch all this stuff around. And I was listening to him. wasn't even worried about the show, but God was downloading. Why? Because he wanted it. He wanted it to be successful because it's his kingdom. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? I ain't trying to change that around because I hadn't done it in so long. Well, I hope they laugh at it. That what you say, God? Okay. I trusted him because they had no choice. You feel me? It's one thing you laugh. I say something here and there now, but you coming here to, for me to make you laugh something different. But I had to trust him because I, I didn't know if I could do it. But because I preach every Sunday, I think I'm, I'm going to go tell God, oh, God, this don't make no sense. I got to put Father's Day right here. Let me tell him this story. Epic fail. In fact, we need to delete 8 o'clock. <laughs> I don't delete 11 o'clock. I, I delete them. Don't worry about it. I delete them. Make sure I delete the right one. Boop. <laughs> We're going to erase that from the atmosphere. <laughs> ah, stop worrying about results. If it's the right thing, it's his responsibility. Focus on the right thing for the right reason and don't buy into that lie that you can't get it done. It will take an all-out effort, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Huh? A failed attempt is not failing. Unless you hard-headed like I was at 8 o'clock. Failing is not trying. If you're trying, you are succeeding. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's going all out is all about. It's giving it everything you've got. So grab your ox gold and go for it. Again, what's your ox gold? Whatever God has blessed you with. Your personality. Some folk, even your meanness is good. Help. Help brother drone with security. Maybe we need your mean attitude. You smile all the time. Maybe we need to be an usher. You understand? 
And if you're an usher and you mean and you security and you smile, switch positions. <laughs> God can use whatever it is he needs to use. Do you understand that? Do you understand when you do your usher job well, somebody is saved because you greeted in the right way? Huh? Do you know because you're secure and you mean mug some criminal, we kept from getting, up, from getting us shot up? I'm just keeping it 100. God uses the, the butterfly effect is telling us that one small move can change the world. One flap of a butterfly's wing could cause a tornado. What type of tornado can you cause in the kingdom of hell when you really grab your ox dough and do what God has called you to do? How many demons will fall down trembling because of your ox gold? But they don't tremble sometimes because we don't grab it. Grab the ox gold in your life and do what God has called you to do. 